Hey everyone, this is the Dreamer's Thoughts, or as I'll refer to myself, this is Malia. Making podcasts and navigating everything is very new for me. This is not something I'm used to, but I'm really excited to start and to, sorry, I'm really nervous. I'm really excited to start and I'm really excited to start talking about things that are relevant to a lot of people. So it took me a while to set things up because obviously when you're starting a podcast, what is your podcast title going to be? And I wanted it to be something where it's like, it's unique in which, you know, like, ooh, the dreamer's thoughts. Wow, that, like, that sounds really intriguing. Let me click on what she has to say. But at the same time, I wanted it to be something that I like because the whole point of me doing this podcast is to be able to relate to people. But relating to people and making podcasts and doing things like this if your heart isn't 100 percent into it then it's not going to go very well and people are going to sense that your your heart isn't into it but i love doing this like i've just started but i already love it these 1.20 sec these one minute and 20 seconds have been so amazing already Basically how this is going to work is every Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to try my best to upload. I may upload once or twice, depending on the topic, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And I'm just going to talk about something. Could be music, could be books. And, you know, when I'm done talking, I'm going to post it. I don't want to make the podcast too, too long because, you know, I'm not sure that everyone would just like, want to listen to something that's like for example like three hours you know i know that even i would not want to listen to something like that i wouldn't want to make it too short either perhaps on a day where i'm not feeling very well or where i'm busy i might do 45 minutes as opposed to a day where i have a lot of time and when i'm feeling really good i could do let's say an hour and 15 minutes Today I'm planning to do an hour of just talking. So, the topic I have chosen is music. And I chose this topic because even though it's a very well-known topic, I feel like there are things I want to say about it that may not have necessarily been said before. Music for me is very special. It's very important because when I listen to music, I feel like I'm in another dimension. I consider myself to have a very imaginative brain. I'm definitely what we would call a daydreamer. Like little, like seeing an image of something, listening to a snippet of something, listening to someone's, basically anything can make me visualize things in the future. And I really like that feeling because it gives me new ideas about things. It gives me new perspectives on the way I see the world. And I really love music that makes me, it takes me out of where I am and makes me nostalgic about things that have not yet happened. One of my favorite artists is Melanie Martinez. I really love her songs, especially her old songs, the ones that she made in the Crybaby era from 2014 to about 2016. That's not to say her other more recent songs 
they're like the ones she made in 2020. That's not to say that I don't like them. It's just to say that the songs that she made in the Crybaby era, they really, more so than any of her other songs, they take me out of where I am and they just transport me to the future where I see myself as an 18, 19, maybe even 50 year old, but I'm still listening to her songs. To me, they're still iconic. To me, they will never go out of style. I found out that she has some songs, about five-ish songs, that she's never released. Like She's never made a music video of them. There's only the audio. Some of them, she doesn't, she hasn't even like posted on YouTube herself. It's other people that have posted them. One of her songs that really, I would argue that it makes me feel the most nostalgic. And usually nostalgia is a word that describes something that you've felt in the past, memories from the past that are evoked or brought forward by something or someone or a type of music that you're listening to in the present. But for me, these things make me nostalgic about the future. When I listen to her song called Bittersweet Tragedy, the beginning part, it just automatically, I feel like I'm floating. I get this floating sensation. Like I'm not rooted to the ground anymore. I feel like I'm floating. And as I'm floating, I'm moving past all the years and I'm moving to a specific event. I'm moving to a specific time. When I listen to Bittersweet Tragedy, I just feel so nostalgic. I feel like I am in a happy moment. The sun is shining brightly and I'm in a very populated square and everyone is around me walking, shopping, having a good time, you know? And I'm just there with a friend And we're just listening to Bittersweet Tragedy, but we're singing along to it and we're dancing and we just feel so happy about it. And when I visualize things like that, I feel very happy. I feel very safe because it reminds me that no matter what's happening right now, obviously coronavirus has been very hard. Quarantine has been very hard for a lot of people, even me. But listening to songs like that, it gives me a reassurance that no matter how dark today may seem, there's always a brighter tomorrow. You just need to find that thing, find that spark in you that makes you remember that such good things are ahead. And her song does that for me. Bittersweet Tragedy, and this may sound a little corny, this may sound a bit obsessive, but it's a song that I listen to literally every single day. Like, I found it on December, when was it, when was it, when was it? I found this, I found out about the song on December 18th. Today is now December 28th, and I have listened to the song every single day since December 18th. Because it just evokes such amazing, not memories, but it just evokes such amazing feelings in me. I'm like, wow, that is a song that, like, I can never let it go. It just makes me feel so good about tomorrow. It just reminds me that good things are ahead, you know? Even though this bad thing may have happened today, good things are ahead. That doesn't mean that we can't stop and reflect on it. It just means that we cannot let the sadness consume us. And I really love that about her music. Another thing I love is that Melanie, she is able to take very serious subject matter, such as mental health, body image, and she's able to make a very 
lyrical song. She's able to make a very nice song about it, but she's also able to bring awareness to it. And I really love that because you're combining your abilities to sing and to act and to dance, and you're using it to portray a story of something that is a very real issue in today's society. And I think that is just such an amazing thing to be able to do. And I feel like that's beyond, like, I don't even have the words to describe how amazing that is because it's like, wow, the fact that she's able to do that. And it's like, it sounds so simple. When you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, like anybody can do that. But when, but when you do it yourself, like I know even for me, like trying to write things down, things that have to come from my own brain, sometimes it can be difficult. And the way she's able to consistently do it, that's amazing. Uh, that will conclude my topic on the, on music. Of course, I could say so many other things, but I'll save that for a different, more individual episode because I feel that it deserves its own episode. Another thing I'm very passionate about is Harry Potter. I know, I know. You've probably met at least one person in your life who calls himself a Potterhead. But the reason I love Harry Potter is because it has so many values. It has so many morals. The characters are so human. And I just love it so much. I started reading it in fourth grade. And my teacher said, you know, Malia, I know you're a very avid reader. but I th- And I think that this is a book series that you would really enjoy. But... I was like kind of beating around the bush because I went, "Mm, I may not like it. I may like it. It could be a waste of time. I don't know if this is actually going to be a book that I like. Like you think I'll like it and I don't want to like be rude or anything, but like, will I actually like it? Because at that time I was finding, I was having a hard time finding book series that I liked. But then I started reading it and I will like, it's like you opened up this magic world to me. And with that magic world, you opened up so many things to visualize, so many things to think about, to talk about. And it's like you open this amazing door in front of me, full of amazing feelings, full of wonderful things. And ever since, like, I have never been able to keep that door shut. I was nine when I discovered it. I am now 13. And four years later, I am still just as obsessed with Harry Potter, if not more so. One of my favorite, well, my favorite character is Sirius Black. And in the third book, well, I should say, spoiler warning ahead. And if you do not want to have any spoilers, then I suggest you probably skip ahead. Now that that's out of the way, I would say that one of my favorite characters is Sirius Black because my favorite character is Sirius Black. Even though in the third book, Sirius does not present himself. He does not act like an innocent person. Of course, slashing the portrait of the fat lady, breaking into Hogwarts, standing over Ron with the knife. That's not how an innocent person would act. And additionally, there are times where it feels like he wants to make Harry into his best friend when what Harry really needs is a father figure. Additionally, it seems at times that he has not matured past the age of 20 or 21. But I love him because 
he has not had that opportunity to mature. Sirius was framed for the murder of two of his best friends and went to prison when he was very young. The prison he went to was known for making people go insane and he had to spend 12 years there. That takes a lot of mental strength to be able to be the same person, the same good person you were when you before you were in that prison. And I know a lot of people even perhaps myself would have a hard time being able to find the mental strength to be able to deal with that. And you know, that's obviously gonna haunt you. Going to prison for the death of two of your best friends. First of all, the death of two of your best friends, you never even had time to mourn for them. Additionally, you're going to this prison, you're staying there for over a decade, which is known for making people go insane. And you should have gone insane, but you didn't. Overall, Sirius is a very human character. And what I mean by that is he is sort of a gray character. Of course, he's not evil. He's not. He has a few he has a few flaws. For example, giving Snape information that could have very well gotten him killed. That's not a good thing, and I will not excuse that. But overall, we see that he is a really amazing person. Because after he came out of Azkaban, after he came out of that prison known for making people go insane, full of depressive energy, he could have just said, you know what, I'm not even going to try to get close to Harry. Because if it wasn't for Harry's parents, if I just backed off, if I didn't care about them, then perhaps I wouldn't have spent all that time in prison. But again and again, we see him willing to lay down his life for Harry's safety. He truly does care about Harry. He truly does love Harry. And he also loves, and not even just Harry, he's willing to lay down his life. He's willing to protect anyone and everyone who he cares about. Anyone and everyone who is innocent. There's a quote that he says to Harry that makes me, it doesn't make me cry, but it makes me very sad when I think about it. He says to Harry, it's been 14 years and not a day goes by that I don't miss your dad. Like when you think about how deep that is, your best friend was killed 14 years ago. You didn't even have the chance to mourn him. And although it's not your fault that he died, you can't help but wonder. You know, Sirius probably can't help but wonder. Maybe if I agreed to be the secret keeper, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if I just like so many things maybe if i just did this maybe if i just didn't do that maybe if i just maybe even if i couldn't change my actions maybe i probably should have and now knowing what 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 has happened i would have hugged james harder the last time i saw him i would have spent less time arguing with him i would have told him that i love and care about him that's very that's very depressing 14 years ago, your best friend was murdered, you were framed, and you never got the chance to really recover from that. You never got the chance to truly mourn. You never really got the chance to walk out of court and to be a functioning member of society again. And I feel like Sirius, there were so many times in his life where he could have just chosen to not care about people. So many times that he could have just chosen to be selfish and care only about himself. 
but he didn't. He always cared about Harry. He was willing to lay his life down to protect Harry. And I love that. It shows that he has loyalty above anything else. It shows that he protects those who deserve it. He protects everybody. And I really admire that because it's like, wow, you go through all of these men, you go through all of these things, you suffer with all of these things, and yet you are still the same person. You are still the same amazing person. You still care for people. You still love people. You are still willing to lay down your life for people. That takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of strength. Um, but yeah, that was all I have to say for Harry Potter so far. I'm considering making a completely different podcast just for Harry Potter, because I know that even though it's been decades since the book series has been written, it's still very relevant. Several people, including myself, still love to hear about it, still love to talk about it. And, you know, I'm considering doing that. I might. Hmm. But that concludes this portion of talking about harry potter because i have another book series that i really love and admire and that would be the hunger games in many ways the hunger games and harry potter are different and the same i would argue that the hunger games is a bit more barbaric because although the harry potter does have a lot of death the hunger games one of the main things is, oh, once again, spoiler alert. So if you don't want to have any spoilers, I suggest you keep on moving. But now that that's out of the way, um, the Hunger Games, it, one of the major things is sending 24 children. Now I want to like really emphasize this. You send 24 children into an arena to fight to the death until one is left. And I feel like when you just say it, it it does sound like stuff, like it does sound horrible. But when you really think about what that means, when you really think about the reaction of the parents, their loved ones, them, because you have to, it's like your childhood is taken over at that point. It's like at that point you have no childhood because you have to hurry up and grow up and start learning to murder humans. Like that's, that's evil. Um, I learned about the origins of the Hunger Games before I knew about the origins. I thought that I was just some really sadistic person who was looking for a way to punish the districts. This person was a part of the capital. I thought it was a very sadistic person, part of the capital, had a lot of wealth, had a lot of privilege, who was looking for a way to punish the districts while simultaneously giving people some sort of entertainment. But I was like, of course, we know now, like that's a really sick form of entertainment. And if you think like that's entertaining, there's gotta be something wrong with you because who would ever put that into place? excuse me but finding out that it was this man who accidentally made this idea and then his friend turns on him betrays him and makes it a thing his friend is responsible for this 
the Hunger Games being implemented in real life. Because before this, it wasn't meant to be anything other than like a joke. His friend got him drunk. They were speculating ideas. But this wasn't something that he wanted to actually take place. And then, because, and he thought that nobody would, he thought that no one would put that into effect because who but the vilest monster would put something like that, would make something like that actually possible. And then after reading the story, hearing the story, I just realized, whoa, I feel really bad for you because here's this idea that you never meant to happen. And that's really insane because it's like, I don't think anyone really realizes how horrible that is. Like that's seriously evil. That's seriously evil of his friend to do that, evil of the Hunger Games to be implemented, but also those poor children who have died. I looked on Google how ma- and I typed how many children died in the Hunger Games. And I saw that the the number was around 1700 something something but 1700 innocent lives were lost all because the capital wanted something like wanted it to be put in place it was their idea of i don't even want to call it like entertainment because that kind of entertainment is sick but it was their idea of entertainment it was their idea of fun That's truly horrible. I can't even imagine the way their parents felt. Seeing your child so horribly in pain and knowing that no matter how much you wish, no matter what you have, there is nothing you can do to help them. And then seeing them die, that must be beyond brutal. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I don't know anyone who would wish that on anyone because that's beyond horrible those poor parents that poor child it's so genuinely evil that i don't there are no words to describe it but in the center of that you have katniss who after the 74th games she's a symbol for people and she makes people realize that this is not okay we cannot consistently send our children into certain deaths and they start to rebel. And I just think it's so amazing. Suzanne Collins, J.K. Rowling, literary geniuses. Because to imagine a world like that and to give it so much detail, to be able to bring it to life, that's amazing. That's a talent. Of course, there are many, many more topics, but for this first segment, I was recording on Anchor and they just reminded me that I can only record for 30 minutes maximum. Next time it will be longer, but I just made it short because this was the introduction. But I'm so glad that you've stuck around to listen to me and just know that there will be several more videos coming up in the future. I appreciate everyone who's watching, everyone who's supporting. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye.